When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place. Welcome back, Bears fans. Victory Friday here. Bears Nation podcast is ready to break it down for you. Myself, Jake Hassan, as always, joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. And boys, what a win last night against the Dallas Cowboys. A big win, a win you needed. Uh, Bears played well. I think probably the offense was the star of the night. Bears defense, of course, did their thing. But wow, what a game. Felt great pretty much beginning to end outside of the literally the opening drive for Dallas. But I mean, what a game, what a win. And I'm excited to talk about it guys. I mean, this is going to be a fun show, I think. Oh my God. I mean, we're going to have a ton of fun today because the bears are officially back. It's for sure. They are officially in the hunt. They made, they had their statement win of the year. Really? Uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky comes out, silences the haters on national television everyone got to see what he can be i mean I, i'm ecstatic right now because this is the team that we expected we were going to get all year and i know it's late but no better time to peak than december no better time to peak than late in the season so at least we're getting it now uh rather than never and it's exciting to see that if they can build off of this going forward with these with these final three i mean we've got one down three to go well we did our part now we got a few other teams that got to take care of some things on sunday uh but we did our part and let's keep rolling what a job with uh uh, what they did on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, come to the crib, get dealt with. It's that simple. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we, we, we talked about, um, you know, how the Cowboys were trending down, the Bears were trending up, and it was pretty it was pl- pretty clear that that was the case um, in this game. So, beautiful job, offense, defense, even special teams was, was amazing last night. Um, you know, can't really, they really put it all together, and this is exactly what we've been waiting for. It's exactly what we've been waiting for. You're right. And we've been talking about it and we've been telling the listeners of the show, you know, just keep the faith. This team, they're close. They have the talent. Eventually good things will happen and it's starting to come together. Um, you know, obviously the string of wins is great and it keeps you uh, in the hunt, uh, in the playoff picture even. So that's what you really like to see. And man, how this offense has progressed, like, you know, and I think I've been the biggest voice on this show of saying, you know, Mitch has taken steps forward. I've always been the guy that brings it up first, at least. And it, I mean, as the you know host, I guess that probably makes sense. But my point being that, you know, we've always said they're taking little steps. Eventually the leap will come, but you just want to see progression and progress right now. And they were doing those little steps. But last night, guys, was a leap, like a legitimate, huge step forward it looked like Nagy was calling great plays Mitch looked confident he was making really nice throws and just it looked like everything 
was coming together outside of a few injuries, which we'll get to. But, man, Mitch was awesome last night. Made some really nice throws, made some really nice decisions outside of that one interception. And what do you guys got on this, Kevin? Look, I'm not going to say we told you so, but we told you so. I mean, what have we been saying all year? And even in the toughest of times, we said, look, Mitchell Trubisky has that potential when he plays with confidence and when he gets out of his head. And look what he did against Dallas. He played with confidence. He wasn't afraid to run the ball. He wasn't afraid to throw the ball in the tight windows. He, I mean, he threw a ball to Anthony Miller with three guys draped all over him. He threw that touchdown to Allen Robinson with Jalen Smith all over him conviction throws confidence and Mitchell Trubisky can be that type of quarterback when he plays that way so we, we I mean we I think we all knew that he had it he has this x factor in him and he has this ability to be great but he just wasn't reaching that potential but now that he's got confidence now that he's got momentum now that there's synergy between him and Matt Nagy the he's got a great connection with his receivers and and the team feels good about him and the team has confidence it, it's just a beautiful thing to see uh you know we also said why isn't Matt Nagy using his legs why isn't uh uh, Matt letting Mitch use his legs, and look what happened when Mitch Trubisky can use his legs. He becomes that quarterback that we thought he would be. I mean, there were even people who were placing bets on him to be the MVP, and he played like an MVP quarterback last night. I mean, that 23-yard touchdown run was just absolutely fantastic. He picked up, I think, three, uh, two or three first downs at least with his legs. Again, conviction throws. You cannot be any more happy from what you saw uh, from Mitch Trubisky. And again, national television, the whole world's watching, and he made an absolute statement. And Dak Prescott you know, was an MVP candidate coming into it. You know, everyone wants to say Dak so much better than Mitch. Mitch outplayed him on Thursday in front of everybody, showed him who's the better quarterback, shows him who's coming to town in Chicago. Hell of a job. Uh, can't say enough about what Mitch Trubisky did on Thursday. I remember a couple podcasts ago, a couple episodes ago, I said the Bears need to let Mitch Trubisky play a similar role to how the Ravens use Lamar Jackson. Uh, and you guys both agreed with me, and they did something similar to that, and look what happened. I mean, we 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 knew that Mitch is capable of this. I mean, we, I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. Um, you know, and he deserves all the praise for this. I I think that was the best game of his entire career, given you know the the, the you know the stage that he was on. You know, prime time um, against a, a pretty good team. I think we can we can also admit that. So um, you know, I, I I just I can't you can't praise him enough for what he did. Everything was clicking, and you know when the offensive line plays well, your receivers are actually catching the ball. Um, you know, they're opening up holes in the run game. It, it's 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 beautiful. So um, I, I just hope you can keep progressing and, and keep this up because, you know, if, if we keep playing like this, I mean, this is this is looking like a playoff team right now. It is looking like a playoff team. Of course, you need a couple things to go right and bounce your way for you. But this team looks really good. And I will say that for people who want to clown Dallas and, you know, yeah, Mitch's game, good game came against Dallas. But Dallas's defense was top 10 in passing yards and passing touchdowns and a lot of in a couple other metrics. So this Dallas defense was pretty good. I and mean, Jalen Smith is no joke. He's a good linebacker. Uh, Vander Ersch, of course, was out, but it's still a solid defense that is a reason that the Cowboys were even in the playoff race or and still are to begin with. But what a performance. And I think I, I mean, I'll ask the question then. My confidence with Mitch is at an all-time high right now. And, of course, it's easy to say that following a win like that. But, I mean, where are you guys at regarding your confidence in Mitch going forward? 10 out of 10. I mean, I, I really am. We've seen the slow progression, <clears throat> and we've seen him do it again 
against bad defenses, right? I mean, we've seen him. We, we saw the three touchdowns against Detroit. You know, we saw him do a little bit against New York. And we said, okay, you know, these are good steps in the right direction. But we were really waiting for one of those performances against a proven, good, talented defense, right? You guys mentioned it. Uh, Dallas comes into that game eighth in the league uh, in defense as far as yards per game. And he just absolutely lights him up. So I'm at an all-time high because it's, again, it, it comes with confidence. And it's all mental. And it will be the tale of his career. It, it, it's pretty much a fact at this point that that is the tale of his career is how mentally strong can he be and how confident can he be and when he is confident he will play well and right now it's it's not my confidence in him it's his confidence in himself and that confidence in himself is at an all-time high which means his play on the field will only get better and better and he, he's usually He's. I think you know. Uh, another thing to to think about was you know if whether you believe that hip pointer injury was real or not. I think there was still something bothering him in the lower parts of his body that maybe was preventing him from wanting to to know get a few extra yards on the run or even get on the run in the first place. So I, I, that's past him now. His legs are ready to go. And, and again, that ass just took a completely new element to his game and he can play confident football with his legs uh, now that he's healthy and ready to go so my confidence in him is at an all-time high it's at a 10 out of 10 and his confidence in himself is at that state too so he should only get better and keep playing this kind of football if he stays confident my confidence is at a 10 out of 10 as well um i mean it, it one thing that i find funny is you know no one was no one's been talking about that the dallas cowboys defense being bad and then Mitch Trubisky, you know, tears them apart. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys aren't that good. Their defense isn't that good. They're not a good team, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, it seems like there's always an excuse uh, when it comes to Mitch. And it's so, it's so unfair. Right? That's the only thing I can say about that. Um, but, you know, the, the real ones know, the real ones know that this guy deserves this. Um, you know, he's, he's taken a lot of slander. He, he's, he's been chewed out by so many media outlets. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just super happy for him. Um, and you know, I, my confidence in him to answer your question is, is at an all time high as well. I think our confidence in the offense in general is high because we finally saw a balanced game. Mitch didn't throw it 40 times. Montgomery had room to run. So that allowed some, a little trickery. We saw Cordell Patterson get in on the action for God's sake. Like this was just a fun game where you really saw what this offense can be. And I think that makes you feel really good going into these games against high scoring teams like the Packers and the Chiefs, because now you feel like, all right, you know, we've seen what we can do. We've seen what happens when this offense clicks, you know, it, let's make it happen now. Like, let's keep this going because this is a real thing and we have real potential here to make it work. And you saw everybody on that sideline was having fun all night because that's what happens when you play winning football. And, you know, I, I'm just really confident that this, this balanced attack keeps going. Um, and that that's credit to Nagy because he is, he knows where he is at right now. And he's trying to call that balanced game and credit to the offensive line because they had one of their best games last night too, and gave, you know, Mitch protection and gave Mitch and Montgomery uh, <clears throat> lanes to run in. So where are we at on Nagy now too, is a follow-up to the Mitch question. Mm-hmm. That that was an impressive uh, play calling performance from Matt Nagy, and just as Mitch Trubisky signs the haters, you know Matt Nagy did as well about all the questions about his play calling abilities. I mean, the one play that stands out to me was the JP Holt screenplay because I mean, how often do you see that uh, a screenplay to a tight end and then you get you know forty yards out of it? It was just absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, a lot of it was great execution by the players as well, <clears throat> but Matt. Nagy 
he called a good game. He called a great game. Uh, I, I, I think they, it was relatively balanced um, between rush and pass, and the offensive line played well. But you can't be upset. Uh, you can't be upset at all. There's no reason to believe that Matt Nagy did anything to help the uh, the Bears lose this game in any way. You know, he didn't affect them negatively at all. Um, so, again, great execution from the players makes it look better. And it's crazy I always say that, right, because we always talk about execution. And when you have guys who make plays and you see Cordero Patterson – Juke a guy out of his shoes to turn that five-yard gain into a 12, 15, 20-yard gain, um, then it makes, you know, the coach look better. But, you know, great job from Matt Nagy. But the thing for me, <clears throat> and it's always been this way for Matt Nagy, is more than a play calling. It's all about the culture. It's all about having fun. And he prepared really, really well for this game. And he got his team well prepared. They came out hot for the first time this year. I'd said we needed to do that. And they did just that. So, you know, play calling was great, but more credit for for how he got the team prepared up to this one. Because, you know, it was a weird week. You got two teams coming off of a Thanksgiving Thursday, and then you play another Thursday. It's an off schedule. Uh, but, you know, they were the more prepared team. They were the more ready team. And we always talk about defending uh, Chicago, defending Soldier Field. They came out and they did just that. So huge credit to Matt and Aggie. Uh, round of applause. Absolutely fantastic. That is my head coach. I'm definitely eating my words right now. If anybody, um, you know, if anybody should feel dumb right now, it's definitely me. I, I've been, you know, I was even calling for his job a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then he comes out and does this. And exactly what Kevin said. I mean, when the players are executing, the coach looks good. And when the coach is calling a good game and everything's clicking, you know, the players look good. So just an all-around great performance. He called a great game. Definitely outcoached Garrett. Um, and, you know, look, I... I don't want to after after a couple games. I don't want to say I'm fully back on the Nagy train, but I mean at this point it's hard to to you know ask for anything else from him. I mean he's he's been phenomenal these last couple games, and um, you know I I don't think he could he could be calling any any better games. It's nice to have a tight end, isn't it? Yeah, multiple <laughs> absolutely. It's yep. nice to have. I mean JP Holtz was insane. He was incredible. It- it's nice yep. to have tight ends you can count on. Let's not count out Jesper Horstead out of this because he had mm-hmm. some nice catches too, and he was a part of that uh, of that rotation. And we've been saying it, boys. We've been saying that once you get a tight end that you can rely on and involve in a passing game, then your offense opens up. And that's exactly what happened last night. J.P. Holtz, and we said this in our group during the game, J.P. Holtz absolutely needs to come back next year. He's he was already capable as a uh, blocker, run protection, pass protection, but he's showing his chops as a pass catcher now too, and he has a potential. I don't think he'll ever be a star, but damn, he can be useful. Absolutely. I mean, d- the speed on that screenplay was crazy. You know, I saw him catch the ball. I was like, it's probably going to be a little old black and tight end chugging around down the field. And boy, he just accelerated out the gates and just kept moving. I think he even trucked the defender. I mean, it was absolutely exceptional. And more than just that play, I, I think it was a huge third and 10. You know, Mitch just fired it to him in, in-, in coverage and he caught it, knocked the guy down. I mean, I mean, who who, who would have came into this game saying uh, Jesper Horsey was going to be one of the stars of offense? I don't think not a lot of people would have said that, but, you know, he's just proving to be valuable in so many facets right we already talked about the run blocking he's great in that area and now you add him as a pass catcher too and a guy who's dynamic he can work out of the screenplay as well I mean there's no reason why this guy probably shouldn't be back on the roster next year and again Jesper Horstead 
you know, not the hugest game, but um, that the one play that sticks out to me is that third down. I think it was in the fourth quarter. I mean, they really needed to get that third down to kind of seal the game and not let Dallas get any miracle chances. And, you know, they threw it to him. He got a few yards and they got that first down. So, you know, it's amazing what can happen when you have tight ends who execute, when you have tight ends who are dynamic and can make plays for your quarterback because he trusts them now. You know, I, I think uh, Mitchell Trubisky has full trust in Jesper Horstead and J.P. Holtz out in the passing game, and he doesn't have to be scared throwing to them. He knows they're going to run the right routes. He knows uh, that when they catch the football, they're going to do their thing. So uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And and again, who would who, who would have thought that here we are in week 13, week 14, that, that Jesper Horstead and J.P. Holtz are, are, are huge contributors contributors to the offense it's quite crazy but uh you know you deal with it next man up Cor- correct me if i'm wrong but one play that sticks out i think you guys mentioned it was that screen to, to jp holtz mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure um montgomery went out as if it was, the screen was to him um and then jp holtz was blocking and then just turned around and they dumped it off to him but when when mitch you know was throwing that ball i i was looking at montgomery at that time and he was fully covered like there was there was nothing there I was like no no like like what is he where is he throwing it to and then he throws it to JP Holtz and he just breaks off for a huge run man I I was hyped at that time that play call sticks out to me um the most because I mean that was that was genius right there I, I don't think anyone was expecting it um and yeah I mean we can't we can't speak enough about about these tight ends Jesper Horst said JP Holtz I mean when they're producing like this it's it's hard to to stop this offense you know especially when everybody's clicking everybody's catching the ball you know it's just it's a well-oiled machine and and you know it's just it's amazing to see it's just it i can't stop talking about it just how cohesive the offense looked like you you know you're having a good day when we're when the things that we're talking about today are big plays by your fourth and fifth tight end and quarter l patterson like that's just how you know it was a good game um you know we talked about mitch obviously but you know, this is the type of confidence. I, w- I want to go back to because Kevin mentioned it. Confidence has always been his thing, and you have that confidence coming into these last three games. You already own the Vikings because you are just completely living in their head. <laughs> but with the Packers and the Chiefs, like you have this confidence, and obviously we'll get to those games when they come, and we'll do the Packers preview uh, early next week. But it's just crazy because if you can carry this over, you're in a really, really good spot going forward. And I, I really have confidence. And I, we all said, we all said going into this game that we felt good about this game, despite you know where the record was and Dallas being favorites. We all said that we felt good, and obviously it paid off. No big deal. Someone on the show correctly predicted the score, but we don't have to oh. harp on that. Um, oh. But uh, it was me. I predicted the score back <laughs> if you want to go back to the last week's episode. But anyway, I mean, there's just so much going right with this team right now. And uh, we got to talk about it because there were some injuries that we need to discuss. Um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll start with the first one, the biggest one. Roquan Smith goes out. Uh, he leaves the field walking f- 
fine. So, you know, it, it wasn't a knee or an ankle, which is usually what you look at first. He, he looked all right. He didn't look to be in a ton of pain. But then, uh, you know, you see the graphic at the end. It, it said pectoral and out. Um, we don't know what that means right now. Uh, we're hoping it's not a torn pec, but because if it is, then he's out for the year. But if it's just a strain or a pull, um, then maybe you're all right. And, you know, your position that you were in in the game allows you to not have to rush to bring him in, especially the way Kwiatkowski's been playing. But Roquan Smith goes down early, does not return to the game. Uh, boys, what do you make of this? Uh, man, hey, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm looking at Ian Rappaport here on Twitter, and, and they're saying they is feared to have torn peck. And that guy, David Chow, the pro football doc, uh, says likely surgery and a season over for him. And, and even Matt Nagy in the press conference yesterday said uh, uh, it doesn't look good for Roquan. So, man, it, it just kind of kills your mood, right? Because after a great Bears win, you know, everything's firing. Everything, everyone's happy, right? We're, we're singing the Bears uh, fight song in the morning and everything. And then you get this news about Roquan. It, it's tough to hear. Um, but, hey, I mean, you know, you got to bring up a silver lining for everything. And the silver lining for that is the fact that Kevin Pierre-Lewis was absolutely fantastic in replacement for Roquan Smith. And, and you're going to be out there with your third and fourth string uh, inside linebackers from what but from what they showed me uh, against the best pass defense and or pass offense in football uh, show me that you know they can step in just fine and you know you, you get one guy down but you get one guy back next week and Akeem Hicks so uh, it's a trade-off but man uh, you know hearts and prayers out to Roquan Smith that uh, he heals all right and and we love you Roquan and, and keep grinding man it's tough to hear yeah it's it's one of those things where I mean personally I was very worried when they ruled him out. It was like instantly almost that they ruled him out of the game. And that, that that's almost never good news. Um, it was, I think, within a couple of minutes, honestly, they, they ruled him out for the game. So, um, man, it, it sucks. He's been, especially these last couple of games, he's been just playing out of his mind. Um, and it sucks to lose a player like that on defense. But, I mean, Kevin brought it up. It's, it's next man up with this team. Kevin Pierre-Lewis was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, if... if if, if we have to ride with, with Kevin Pierre-Lewis and Nick Kwiatkowski, then that's what it'll be. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident about those guys right now than I did, than I would maybe, you know, earlier in the year. So, um, you know, I'm, it, it sucks. It, it, uh, hoping for a speedy recovery um, and, and we'll be ra- waiting for Roquan uh, when he's back. And, and just ho- I just hope he can, uh, he can recover this and he can recover from this and, and you know, be back next year and, and playing at his best. All right, Roquan, you know, you, you do what you can with that. Like Kevin said, you trade off. You get a, you're more than likely, probably 98% certainty that you're getting a Keem back this week. So you'll take that um, because the defensive line has needed it a little bit. They still had their struggles last night. But, you know, we talked about it just last week. Roquan's turning into a superstar right in front of our eyes. So that sucks to lose him. <clears throat> but Kwiatkowski's been really good. Uh, Pierre Louise has been was good in stepping up in that role. So you know, all right. Uh, Trevathan still hasn't been ruled out for the year. I don't think, right? No, he he might come back next week or something. Right. Is what they're saying. So so if yeah. you can get Trevathan back, then that that softens that blow a little bit. Um, so wishing Roquan a speedy recovery. But the other one, uh, the other injury I want to talk about, Chris. That must have been tough to see for you. Javon Wims, he was having a nice night. Trubisky was trying to get him a touchdown, uh, put two balls that were almost perfect spot where only Javon Wims could get it. 
and he comes down the second time uh, and comes down not with the ball but with an injury. Did not look good. looked very painful, uh, but was able to walk off with a limp. Chris, I'll hand the floor to you. Yeah, it's man. I was um, I was at a sports bar with with my friend, and uh, we were watching the game. And and when I saw that, I was I was devastated, man. I I, I was just like, man. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, it, it clearly was an accident um, from Jalen Smith. I mean, he's he's just trying to make the play, and he falls on his knee. Um, and and Javon Wims was positioned in a in a weird way as he was coming down. So. Um, just a freak injury. It sucks. And that also doesn't look very good. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just got to pray and, and, you know, hope that, you know, he he has a speedy recovery as well. It's, it sucks. Um, but you know, I, it's next man up and, and that's all you, you can only hope for, you know, the, the guys behind him step up. Um, but yeah, Javon Wims, we love you. Um, and it's, it's always Javon Wims hive. We'll, we'll also be waiting for you when you get back, buddy. Yes, Can't sir. I anything? mean, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't like I don't think it's a torn ACL. I think that's pretty much been ruled out. So let's hope it's nothing too significant. Really, in the press conference, Matt Nagy said we'll learn more tomorrow uh, after the MRI. So really today uh, on Friday, we'll find out what what's the deal with that injury. But, you know, Chris said it and I even mentioned it with the Rokon injury. Anytime a guy goes down. Uh, you, you can't just law about it. You can't just, you know, cry about it. it. You hate to see any player go down. But again, it's that next man up mentality that the Bears have utilized so well this year. And, you know, Chris's other guy, Riley Ridley, is really going to get his shot now because, you know, I think Taylor Gabriel might return next week with this 10 weeks or 10 days of rest. Man, wouldn't 10 weeks of rest be nice? But 10 <laughs> days of rest. Um, but even then, I mean, Riley Ridley is going to get snaps. And he had his first career reception last night. Uh, so that was nice to see, and maybe this is a guy who evolved uh, in these next few games. So again, Javon, I uh, hate to see it. Hopefully, he recovers well. But it's that next man up mentality keeps coming up for the Bears. The next man up mentality is working really, really great for the Bears, and it's good to see because you didn't really need it last year at all. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we the Bears had very few injuries last year, uh, almost none that really, really hurt you. But they have just had tough luck this year with that from Akeem to Trevathan to Roquan to Wims Mitch for a little bit um all of the tight ends so it's been really tough but they still are marching on and they still have a win streak so at the end of the day you're still really happy with where this team is at um let's talk about the defense just absolutely neutralizing that Cowboys offense an offense that we talked about was you know, they have the superstars and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. They have a good quarterback and Dak Prescott. Um, and they were a good offense. They had the numbers to back it up. And it, it, they kept showing on the broadcast the yardage differences in the Bears and the Cowboys. And every single time, it just surprised me at how large the gap was. Um, this defense just continues to just keep chugging along. And this is without Trevathan and Hicks. Who you get one of two or even two of two back uh, next week against the Packers, but this defense, man, they don't stop. Absolutely not, and it's really crazy because after that first drive, I know everyone. I mean, I'm sure the two of you as well were thinking, you know, what in the hell just happened on that first drive? I mean, Dallas, to to be fair, pretty much carved up our defense for an eight minute, I think 18, 
18 play drive. I mean, it was just, it was ugly. And I was a bit worried after that because I, we know Dallas, you mentioned it has the talent, they had the players and, and I, they can do a little something, but I mean, for, for them to respond the way that they did, especially even after Mitch throwing that interception in the red zone, things could have gotten really ugly after that. I know they would have had to go down 99 yards since that uh, interception was at the one yard line, but you know, they, if Dallas goes down and scores a touchdown, I mean, you, you go down 14, zero and you're in a tough spot, but you know, after that first drive, they absolutely locked in. I think Dak Prescott had like 60 yards passing at halftime. And then, you know, the score looks a, a lot closer than the game really was. I mean, this was really a blowout that, and then Dallas scored a few garbage time points, got some garbage time yards. Um, but again, hell of a job for them to respond the way that they did because they didn't come out well. Uh, but, you know, they locked in, they locked down and they let, they said, look, offense, let's have uh, you guys do something. We'll do our part. And when both sides of the ball are playing well, they feed off of that. They feed off of each other. And I think you could really tell that the defense was responding to what the offense was doing and they were motivated by the offense and what they were doing and that's pretty much needs to be the tale that was kind of the tale last year is that they were playing fun motivated football because the offense was being productive as well so uh hats off to the defense uh they did a hell of a job i know the stats don't really show it because of those garbage time points and those garbage time yards that Des Pre- Dak prescott and ezekiel elliott captured but uh you know they, they did their part they did their job and they shut down the best offense statistically in the nfl by yards per game I was going to say exactly what Kevin said. I mean, it's clear that the defense feeds off the energy that the offense gives off. So, um, you know, it's when the offense is playing well, the defense looks even better than they already are because we know we know what this defense is capable of. We know this defense is is top three, top five at worst, um, maybe even the best, in my opinion. I'll go as far as saying that. Um, But, yeah, it's good. It's going to be huge uh, getting, you know, Higgs back and hopefully Trevathan. Um, but you know this defense is just I I never have worries about worries about this uh, about this defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you guys said that after that first drive, I was I was definitely a little bit worried. I was like, oh my god, this is not happening right now. This is not happening today. And then um, after after that interception, and I think they we we forced a three and out, and I was like, okay, all right, this this is all right. This is all right. The defense is back. Um, they know they know what they have to do now, and and you know they played phenomenal from from then on. So um, yeah, I mean shout out to the defense. You know next man up. It, it doesn't matter who's in there. These guys play with phenomenal energy, and and you know when they're having fun, it, it makes them look even better. They look great. Not it, making them look even better already. They were. I think they showed either before the game started or as the game was starting that the Bears defense was still like top eight in almost every category. Um, which is crazy considering all the injuries that they've had. But this is still such a talented unit, and you can tell when the offense is clicking. We've said it so many times, but last night the defense was having fun. They were into it. Um, Khalil Mack was around the ball again. Didn't really have the numbers. He had a sack, but he he was a presence, and you saw that the Cowboys were worried about him. And I want to talk about this uh, now for a couple minutes, but getting Akeem Hicks back – is going to help Khalil Mack so much. Oh it, it's going to it's going to help his production infinitely just because then you have to worry about two guys that you might have to double team. And that's just a, a, a boost for everybody because that gives everyone more opportunities and that's what you want to see. Um, it's all back to confidence. Everything comes back to confidence with this team and I think they have to be at an all-time high right now because that club dub video there wasn't I mean there never is a, a sour look in the room, but you could feel the energy through that yeah. video watching yeah. it last night. Um, you know, 
it, it's like we've been saying, guys. Like it's all it's just all confidence. And I'm happy they decided to keep Club Dub open every time they did win instead yes. of just closing it permanently. I think we talked about it at the time that that was a good decision. Um, mm-hmm. But just what do you for for you yeah. personally? I mean, this game was a ten out of ten last night, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, and this is what it all comes back to, and this is what we talked about in the office season. What did we talk about every single podcast? And we talked about it for a reason, and we talked about it so much for a reason. It's that the culture of this team drives their play on the field. It drives them, and you know, seeing them in club, them seeing them have energy after that Thanksgiving game. I believe it was uh, it was some Bearsby reporter who tweeted, you know, there is an energy in that locker room that hasn't been felt since last year. That's what that Bearsby reporter said, and it's evident that this team is, you know, we know that they're built on that culture we know that they're built on having fun and when they do that I mean that momentum just carries it onto the field carries it into practice and they can just have fun and play football and and be cohesive and be a unit and and have this culture that we love so much and that drives them so to see club dub man it was just man I was so happy last night I can't even describe it how excited I think I think all Bears fans in the whole world were so emphatic after that win you know what a great way to start this weekend um you know they tweeted a video of baby Yoda and I mean man I mean how great is that I mean, four weeks ago, they're not tweeting any type of videos with Baby Yoda. That's not happening the way they were four weeks ago. But now we're feeling good. We're feeling confident. There's Baby Yoda videos on Twitter. Club Dub's rocking. Uh, Tariq Cohen's dancing. Everyone's feeling good. Uh, the booms are coming in. I saw the, the video of Matt Nagy's boom. And, and hey, the culture's alive. And so uh, are the Bears. It's really exciting. It's fun to see, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, the, the the game yesterday, the performance that they had was, you know, it was similar to to a game that they had that they, you know, would have had last year um, with the energy and everybody feeding off each other and they're having fun. And I mean, uh, Jake brought it up. It, you know, it's just it's all mental with this team. Um, you know, when they're playing with confidence, I mean, this is a hard team to beat. Um, and they, they just got to they just got to make sure they, they keep it up. You know, it, it's the most important thing we've talked about it all year. Um, you know, we've seen flashes here and there from players. We've seen we've seen them play well last year. But, you know, when it comes to this year, we've just wanted them to put it all together. And it seems like they're finally doing that. So um, it's just great to see. I know I know Bears fans woke up this morning feeling amazing. And um, I, I mean, I, I can I can I, I felt that myself. So um, I, I know you guys agree with that. The last thing that I, I want to hit personally is I want to circle back to the Mitch thing. We kind of touched on it. But how do we feel about him next year now? Like, has the narrative changed enough over the last two, three weeks, really since the Rams game, that you justify going into? Because, and I said this in the group, I don't think you have to use one of those second round picks on a quarterback anymore. I'm perfectly fine now, maybe bringing in some competition just to be sure, maybe bringing in an Andy Dalton or a Marcus Mariota. But, I mean, I feel okay. Like I, I think Mitch is starting to show things. You know, the pressure is on, and now he's starting to show out. How do we feel about him next year as the Bears' starting quarterback? He will be the starting quarterback at Chicago Bears in twenty twenty. After that game, it's an absolute lock. It's a lock. Put it in there. Um, you know, again, you know, you can't harp on people for exploring other options when he was at his worst. I mean, you know, we all knew that he had it in him, but at that point, I mean, you had you had to some at some point bring up other options because it wasn't looking good. And I think it was just again, it was it, we wondered after the Rams game if his confidence would ever return, right? I mean, after that kind of thing to happen to get benched in a national Sunday night football game, you know, we wondered if his if at the in the mental state if he would ever return to where he needs to be to 
compete at a high level in the pro game. And he has returned to that point and more. So I think that it is no doubt it is the lock that he will be back in 2020 because, again, it's that potential. It's not one of those things where, okay, we know where his ceiling is and wherever his ceiling is it's not Super Bowl caliber. His ceiling is we I don't even know if we know his ceiling yet. I think he still has somewhere that he can reach and that where that is, I mean where what he played on thir- what how he played on Thursday night is Super Bowl level quarterback play. And you can't tell me I'm wrong about that. And if he continues to play like that, then he can take team to the Super Bowl. And maybe, Jake, maybe he can be the reason that they're in the Super Bowl. And maybe he can be the reason that they take them to the playoffs. And that's something that Jake always said. And I'm not hating on Jake. This is just something. I mean, this is something that everybody says is, is you know, he's an average quarterback. He'll never be the reason that you win games. He'll never be the reason that you win the Super Bowl, right? Well, if he plays like he did on Thursday, he can be the reason to win the Super Bowl. The Bears last night let out the most, let up the most amount of yardage in a win in five years. So in that game, it was simply Mitchell Trubisky and it was simply the offense outscoring and outplaying the number one offense in football he will be back he made the statement on Thursday night Mitchell Trubisky he's going to be there in 2020 and I better hear everybody rooting for him he was absolutely the reason that the Bears won that game last night and he was the the main reason I mean it's there's no denying it Um, he was phenomenal from start to finish and you know it's just I you you know I'm using the same words because I'm, I'm almost speechless at how how good he looked so um, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I definitely think he'll, he'll be back. The only thing is, I kind of do agree with Jake here. I, I think some competition wouldn't hurt. I, I feel like that'll only up his game. Um, you know, it, it'll, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll know he can't slack. He, he'll, he'll know he'll have to be at his best. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it, it just, it's just one of those things where um, he's playing so good at this point um, that you, you really can't do anything but, but, you know, bring him back. All right, question, and, and yeah. just we'll do explanations after, but these are going to be back to back to back. Um, so, is everybody's job safe if you finish ten and six, ten and six, and make obviously if you finish ten and six and you make the playoffs, everybody's job is safe. But ten and six and you don't make the playoffs, is everybody safe? Pace, Nagy, and Trubisky. Yes, those three are safe no matter what. At, at this point in the season, I can confidently tell you that those three are safe no matter how the Bears end up. The one person okay. that's not safe and will not be safe if the Bears make the playoffs is Mark Helfrich. He should be gone, and I think he will be gone. Uh, he has done nothing to help. I think we can get another offensive coordinator to help us out even more. Um, but, yeah, as far as Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, and Mitch Trubisky, those guys are locks uh, after Thursday night, make the playoffs or not. All right, Chris. Yep, I, so- I- uh, so I was gonna, so Kevin said no matter what, but I now I ask you then: Is there a point like if they finish eight and eight, does somebody go? Or are you in the same uh, thought process? I, I think I think I'm with Kevin here. I, I think they'll all be back. Um, you know, in terms of a, a key player that that isn't safe, I I would the only person I can think of honestly, and I, I've been a huge fan of his. Um, but I mean, it's Eddie P. Uh, I I just you know, if Eddie P makes that kick against the Chargers, I mean, I think we'd be shocked if we weren't in the playoffs by season season's end. So um, it's just one of those things where, you know, everything's clicking right now. It's it's something that they can build off of, even if they don't make the playoffs. Um, and, you know, just take that take that uh, conf- confidence and momentum into next year. OK, that's fair. Uh, I, I'm thinking the same. I think especially the big three there, I think Trubisky, Pace and Nagy are fine. Um, I do agree with Kevin. I think the offensive coordinator position will change. Yeah. Um, obviously, we'll see once 
uh, you know, because they're going to be there's always head coaches that get fired, so on and so forth. We'll see who that ends up being, what the search ends up yielding. But, uh, you know, even NEP, I mean, he was good last night. I don't know how much turnover there will be to this team, especially if they continue to win. Um, You know, the grit and the passion and the ability that they've shown over the last few weeks has really said a lot, I think. And it it stinks that it took this long and it stinks that you you had to wait this long. But, you know, you'll take it at the end of the day. So, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. So I want to, you know, I was thinking about this, right? And you said, you just said it it stinks how it takes this long, right? But I was thinking, you know, what if the Bears were eight and four going into this game, but then lost all four and Mitchell Trubisky was playing better in the first 12 weeks of the season and then played like he did against the Rams and those teams in the final four and how we'd be feeling then. It's almost like if the Bears make the playoffs here at 10-6, maybe I would have rather have had the outcome and the journey that they're going through right now and the trail that they're going through right now because you all, again, I'm going to keep bringing this up for the next four weeks because I find it to really be important about peaking at the right time. And if they get into the playoffs and they're peaking at this time where other teams are not heading into the playoffs, that is, it's huge for a team who's maybe trying to make an NFC championship run when they get in and trying to make a momentum push. It's huge to peak at the right time. So if you think about it, if the Bears were 8-4 and four and they lost their final four, we'd be having maybe, you know, radically different conversations because of the timing of everything. But now that things are looking good and now that things are going up, it really, it really changes everything. And it's like, okay, maybe this path is actually the better outcome. You know, maybe it's what we would rather have had. That is, again, if they do make the playoffs at 10 and 6. Um, so it's just interesting, man, to look at it that way. It really is. Team of destiny vibes is what you're saying. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole thing. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, we would, I mean, we'd be having conversations that we were having after the Rams game. Right. Um, and then obviously yeah. this quick turnaround right after that. So it has changed things. So it, it is a radically different team. It feels like a different team. The, uh, the energy just around this team is completely different. Um, boys, any closing thoughts? Um, you know, just, 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 I'm, I'm so happy right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, you know, it's just, I just, I just hope they can keep this up. I know I say it every podcast, but I mean, if, if they're playing like this, I, I really have no complaints. Um, just hope we can get the guys that are, hurt uh back healthy and and you know we we move on yeah yeah i mean yeah i woke up this morning i put in my headphones and the first song i played was you know bear down chicago bears the bear spice song so (laughs) you know that's all i gotta say these next 10 days you know i put it on my snapchat story i said i'm wearing my bears jersey for the next 10 days i'm feeling great we're all feeling great we can wear our trubisky jerseys and pride uh you're i mean can you believe four weeks ago someone was burning a metro trubisky jersey wow does that person uh look pretty not intelligent at this point so hey let's uh, let's keep riding let's keep flying baby bear down i'm ready to go yeah everyone's that was, feeling good that, that 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 was probably the nicest way of calling someone dumb <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I know i mean oh man i, I didn't want to be too rude but but that was uh not the smartest decision by that fella agreed, yeah, agreed. they're feeling pretty bad about their sunk investment <laughs> now but that's okay sometimes bad decisions happen uh whomst among us has not made a bad decision but uh yeah it, it's tough to not feel good at right now you got to really try to not feel good about this team but still very much in dangerous waters still very much trying to keep your head afloat uh playoff hope still alive which is great now we just watch the vikings game uh later in this weekend and 
you know, we're going to be watching very intently the rest of these games that the Vikings play because a lot of this hinges on them too. So we need to be rooting for the Lions, the the Chargers, the Packers, because the more games the Vikings lose, the better it will be for the Bears, the easier it will be. So, you know, it might hurt to cheer for the Lions or these division, divisional guys, but they're playing the Vikings, got to do it because that's the only way you get into the playoffs if you're a Bears fan. So yeah. that's mine. And- I mean, I think, yeah, the the Vikings, uh, that, that's huge, right? But more importantly, I think we have to be watching the Rams, right? I mean, because that's huge because the Rams here are 7-5, and five, but we need them to get seven losses because mm-hmm. if they're at six, then obviously we lose the tiebreaker to them. But, you know, they play consectively the Seahawks and then the, 40, and then the Cowboys after that. So although we're yeah, just beat up on the Cowboys, we got to be Cowboy fans. And, yeah, and the 49ers. So, you know, in two weeks, uh, crazy to say, the Bears could be the sixth seed if the Rams here lose to the Seahawks and then – you know, say what you want about the Cowboys. I think they're a team that could can go out there and at least possibly win that game against the Rams um, on the 15th. So if the Bears do their job and the Rams lose two and the Vikings lose one in the next two weeks, my God, the Bears could be the sixth seed in two weeks. I mean, it, it's crazy to say that that's the case after, you know, what we were thinking three weeks ago. So, you know, I, as much as you want to look at the Vikings, I, I think we really have to pay attention to the Rams. That Sunday night football game, Seahawks, Rams, have to have our eyes glued on that because if they don't lose that, then it, it's scary. Yeah, that, that's the thing that we want to keep our eye on the most. Um, but that does it for our recap episode. We'll be doing a preview episode after the weekend, previewing the upcoming game against the Packers. Big rivalry game, big game for multiple reasons. So we'll be previewing that. That'll be a loaded episode for sure but this is the recap thank you for listening we appreciate all of you greatly thanks for rocking with us and we'll see you at the preview episode and bear down bear down bear down Yeah.